From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Recording in progress. Great. We're up for this episode. Ash, yeah, we're the back. Podcast. Yeah, we're back with another episode of Unbillable Hours. Um, yeah, and for this one, Cheery Voice, we wanted to talk about something depressing, right? Well, we want to talk about what you do wrong. I guess that's oh, yeah. how we go about A crowd it. pleaser. A crowd pleaser. No, but bear with us for a second. So we've talked about planning on the show for quite a bit. We've, in recent episode, discussed the economic climate, right? or how it's getting a bit more difficult for consulting firms. So we thought for this one, and for those of you who are entering planning period and are under pressure to find some cash to save and give it back to the company, Ash, you and I would do a rundown of where we think consultancies waste money. So Mm -hmm. as to give you maybe an idea for where to look and where to maybe identify programs, projects, whatever you could probably kill without damaging your results. Let's put it this way. Yeah, let's put it this way. You need money. You're bleeding money in areas where you shouldn't be bleeding money. Now (laughs) you're just going to like patch those holes and siphon money into the areas where you need money. That's basically (laughs) it. I love it. Stop the bleeding, people. You need the blood. No, you need the money. I don't know where it's going. Well, I mean, we we have three sections in this for the notes, right? So we want to discuss the principles, which I think we can be quick about because they should be no surprise to anyone but i think we just reiterate them because it feels good to to do so and then we maybe have some examples where you and i see those principles at work and practice and then we round out by giving people a little bit of a framework for how to filter their their efforts for those where money might be wasted i mean principles right on the list we have something here where we say if you're doing any type of marketing initiative without a strategy behind it yeah you said something there about not just having a strategy but then also doing a specific way of planning it out yeah marketing right yeah yeah the thing is i completely agree with you that you need a strategy we talk about strategic marketing on this podcast a lot but the thing is it has to be outcome oriented like you need to sit with the business you need to talk to whoever you need to talk to and figure out what are you trying to achieve? What is the end goal? What are you trying to do? You need those outcomes and your planning should work back from the outcomes. Essentially, it needs to be outcome oriented planning. People who've done like programming know about like you know, object oriented programming in the same way this is outcome oriented planning for your marketing where you now know that this piece of thought leadership needs to go to a specific industry, say the automotive industry, which is your favorite flow. And we need them to know that there are specific problems happening. Like let's put the example as EVs can now, you know, stop lots of standard petroleum based, you know, pollutions, but they cause a lot of other kind of pollution. But You've got like a view on this. You've got a think piece on this and you need them to know about this on how they can like optimize and like do it the right way. There you go. That's your outcome. That's your, you know, objective that you need to raise awareness of this stuff and you have a solution for it. And what do you do for that? 
Now that's where you know, the rest of stuff come in. Yeah. So I really like this idea of yours with the outcome-oriented planning because just wanted to say that again because sometimes it happens that the strategy gets lost in the planning process. So there is a strategy where we have a hard growth target or a high earning target, and then we start pl- programming all kinds of marketing initiatives, which on at first glance are loosely related to that outcome, but not really. So the planning piece I like because that's to reinforce it. But on the other indicators of where you might be wasting money, I think any strategy that's not based on actual client insight, which should come from research, if you ask me. So just talking to people. Yeah. And uh, then you're probably also wasting money. Not saying you can't do effective strategy without client insight. If you know your clients well, if you're in the market, blah, blah. I see people pull it off all the time. I'm just saying there's always a risk of you not exactly nailing the Let's, right need, yeah. the right message and so forth. So, and the best way to mitigate that risk is just research. Enough enough said about that. I've yeah, been I mean, going on about this topic for forever. Yeah, client um, insight is important just because no size fits all kind of thing. A simple way of putting it is your client might want a black t-shirt, but they're XL and you just send them like medium-sized shirts and you're like, yeah. Well, you so are they're actually t-shirt. correct, but the last yeah. bit missed. Yeah, yeah actually, like, that's, a good, that's a good metaphor, yeah. Yeah, you need to make sure that you know your client and what their problems are when you go for it. And this is really important because this is how you can actually map the journey to your client, which is your next point, isn't it, Flo? Like, Yeah, so thanks. Uh, moving us along quickly. So next area where money gets wasted, if you have any programs where there's no client journey design and no offering development underpinning them, right? You mentioned the think piece earlier, Ash. Yeah. If you have a bunch of think piece programs running, and there's nothing there, nothing planned to mm-hmm. at some point lead to some point of conversion. That's bad. I'm not yeah. saying gauge your content. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if someone downloads it, is there any plan in place for what might happen next? Because we do want to move them into a buying cycle. That's yeah, exactly. What like... Even if that's a year down the road, but if there's no plan at all and it's just publish, publish, and this sounds so obvious, but then the reality is I meet clients all the time where, I don't know, they post twice a week on LinkedIn because they want to post twice a week on LinkedIn, but there's no, that's it. And I still say, go good for you. Good to be out there and, you know, build some sort of awareness. But at some point in time, the awareness building has to link to something else or it's in vain. Client journeys without proper messaging. That's the next thing. So even if you've designed the journey, even if you have an offer, if you don't have the right message, your conversion rates will not be great. We know this. This goes hand in hand with the next. So be deliberate with your messaging and then validate it, which is our next point, right? Messaging without proper validation also waste the money. And this is something that's really everywhere. It's very rare for people to, they drum up a value proposition and they think that is it. Whereas in reality, they have no idea why exactly clients buy their service. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement usually there, or in the theme of today's show, a lot of money gets wasted because messaging is not actually a good fit. And you should actually get this connected with the insights that you come up up front, because that's where, you know, you get the insight, you validate the insight as you're building your journey. These are not like separate steps. These are things that you should be. Yeah, you're right. They don't have to be, but also I see done where people split it, where the client insight is one through client research, maybe interviews with existing clients. Mm-hmm. Then we come to an idea what the messaging is, and then we validate that again, for example, by a survey. Or there is sometimes there's software where you can get like panels 
where you can get yeah. feedback on a website. Yeah, yeah. You can even, I even see people do it with expected conversion rates. Like, for example, if you say, uh, we send out a cold email campaign with where that messaging is in the head, is in the subject line. And if we are so and so many percentage points above open rate benchmark, we'll just presume yep. the message works. Fair, right? I'm not, I don't know if that's super valid, but at least they have a validation mechanism. And I think that's what we're talking about here. Last two points to be really quick, tactics without KPIs and targets. I mean, that's obvious, mm-hmm. right? We talk about this all the time. You want to run everything by the numbers, being fully aware that the numbers will not tell you everything, but you need the numbers. There's no- You always need the numbers because why are you doing this if you don't have a solid you know, metrics from which you can build your insights on? And then execution without improvement or continuous improvement, not saying you have to fix everything all the time because if something yeah. clearly works, you don't have to fix it. The point here, I think, is more if you have the data in and if you measure especially the tactical KPIs, so impressions, mm-hmm. opening rates, and so forth, yeah. but you never do anything with it, like why are you collecting the data then, right? So Exactly, exactly. Um, if your opening rates are shit, do work on the messaging or do work on the copywriting or whatever. Don't just say, was it bad April? Was it bad mid-May newsletter? I don't know. So that goes in there. So those are the principles, right? Marketing without strategy, strategy without client insights, programs without client journey design, client journeys without proper messaging, messaging without validation, tactics without KPIs and execution without continuous improvement or measuring without using the data. We could also have written that. I don't know. Do you want to share some tactical examples? I'm like, okay, these are the principles, but how does this show up in the day-to-day, right? So to to make you more sensitive towards, to get your money waste radar going. I don't know. Do you want to, do we have some examples, Ash, we want to share? I think you've got one. I mean, I think we had some examples when Linda came on, but I think you've got a good one here in your head. Yeah, so yeah, mine, mine when we listed those, mine immediately was the image video, right? Costs anywhere between three and a half and ten grand. Talks exclusively about the firm and the brand and so forth. And which is my way of saying it's not very relevant early stage to clients, prospects, maybe not even people you want to hire. I don't know. And it's being filmed absent of any other working marketing systems because. I'm completely fine with the high-res image clip if you already have working customer acquisition or client acquisition engines running, if you have built a brand, all these types of things. So that there's a reason why, let's say, McKinsey or Accenture do a high-res image film. It's because they have that other stuff sorted and they are, you know, they have a need for this type of thing. But your mid-sized firm that's struggling to get a newsletter out every month, save yourself the money. So that was my... Well... Something I've seen often is people put out explainers without having a connection to what they're trying to sell. They're trying to explain certain things and they've really not thought it through on how does this connect to their offer and what does the client want. You may have a shiny solution. Sorry, you may have a shiny product more than a solution. And then you go ahead and start explaining why this is amazing. That's just... Yeah, it's very much what you're describing. I'm 100% spot on and very much like this podcast where you and I explain all the time, but there's nothing to sell at the end. But <laughs> we still the, have our day jobs anyway. Yeah, well, this podcast is for completely different reasons. But go on. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but valid point, right? And I think it's both video and other content as well. You alluded to what we heard from Linda. And so we noted event sponsorships. She brought that up last time, right? Without a real plan for what to do with the sponsorship and how to follow up on the engagement, you maybe don't even have because you're not planning whom to send. That was what she was talking about, right? Mm -hmm. The event spend without a proper campaign framework around that generally waste the money. Next up, content campaigns. I think we alluded to this. You just said again, content campaigns with no conversion points. Sorry, I think that was your point just now, right? So Mm -hmm. again, yeah, if you don't have anything to sell, if I can read the think piece, but not then subscribe to a webinar along the long lines or get a newsletter that explains things. So why, you know, why have it? Or better have good reasons for why it's there. I'm not saying you can't, you always have to have a conversion mechanism. I'm just saying if you don't have one, that makes whatever you're doing a candidate for scrutiny. Maybe that's the right way to look at it. Yeah, let's start it this way. Like we already talked about like, you know, uh, marketing with strategy, outcome oriented. When you're starting yeah. at the outcomes, you look at like, what do you need to get to your outcomes? So first of all, as you're doing that, like people may suggest the same thing, same ways as you've been doing this for a long time. Maybe you're doing an event because one of your senior partners and the person organizing the event had a relationship, but there were reasons for that. Now, neither of these two people exist in the firm and you're still doing it. That's a big question of why are you still doing it? Are you getting any benefits? No, move on. Are you happy with it? Are you trying at least getting your objective out of it? Can you figure out how effective this has been? Measure it. If you can't really do either of these, it's probably time to like let go. Like we said earlier, this is a place where you patch it up so you can push the, you know, funnel into a different direction. Your budget funnel, not your marketing funnel. And Flo, since you always like talking about messaging, I'll let you carry on. <laughs> well, the messaging part, the, the, I think we had mm-hmm. that, right? So, But the practical example, maybe not so much messaging, but more content is if you do social content campaigns or social outreach even mm-hmm. without putting the SMEs in place for that, meaning designating them. We talked about training them, right? Optimizing their profiles, all that stuff. Well, your risk is to just waste their time and everybody else's. And now you said something very cool about social media engagement plans, which that only play out uh, corporate profile, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Yeah. You mean basically social media needs to, like, social media requires personality. Corporations are faceless entities. You, a faceless entity stays a faceless entity. If you yeah, want to, like, generate trust. That was after. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, if you want good. to generate trust, if you want to have these conversations, if you want people to engage, you need your people to engage. You can't just be sitting there, well, I don't need to talk. I'm sorry, but this is a place where people talk right now. So you do need to talk. Which, by the way, that's a tangent, but we often discuss how can we get senior leadership engaged in marketing programs and so forth. This is the point in time where you could maybe not just bring the carrots, but a little sticks. Let's say you were to review social media initiatives and you would find a program where there's no subject matter expert attached to it or the go-to person within the firm is not contributing to it. You can go to them and say, listen, we have this program running. It has your stuff up on the corporate handle three times a month or whatever. I'm going to kill that because no one of you people is contributing to it. So it's not effective. We're just going to freeze mm-hmm. it. See what that does. Maybe they say fair and you save a couple of bucks or time at least, or it brings them in because they're like, oh yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's just a 
have this idea. You can but do I think it's go. a good segue. Yeah. It's a good segue also to to let's giving all of you brave listeners our fixing it framework, or rather our where to spot waste in the system framework. And I want you to imagine a spreadsheet and rotate that in your mind where you put your efforts into the columns, right? Every effort mm -hmm. gets a column. And then you will score them against a couple of criteria where those will be our lines. And the first line, Ash, goes back to your point of, of outcome-oriented planning. You should score yourself for the answer. How good is our answer to the question, why are we doing this, right? So have you a good answer for why are we doing this? You go through your initiatives, you score them. Second question then would be, are we happy with how it works? This is the idea of, are we hitting the objective we've given ourselves, right? Still mm -hmm. just score it, to, you know, gut feeling, whatever. Third question would then be, can you explain your happiness? And this again goes back to KPIs, right? Do we have KPIs yep. in place? Are we measuring them? How are the measurements, right? Mm -hmm. And then so, so smart listeners will have noticed I'm moving the principles list back up. So starting at the bottom and then with the exception of why are we doing this, which should be the first question, but we're moving from are we happy into the more high level stuff. So yeah, how is the messaging for this, right? Does it resonate? Do we have, can we, did we validate it? Can we assess it somehow? Well, how are the conversion mm -hmm. rates, right? How's the messaging? So score that, that will be the yeah. fourth line. Then um, you want to talk yeah. about the buying journey and the connected offerings there. Is it the right one? Yeah. Have you got the right messaging? Are they good? Make sure yeah. that you measure bits here. Like you basically need to use the KPIs that we are talking about. Yeah. Make sure that everything is connected and right. Like are you winning? Are you losing? Are you converting? What's going on? And the idea is to not, so I added a note here saying, check your self-reported attribution on forums. If you have it, win loss analysis, if your firm does them, CRM entries, whatever, right? And if the program you're trying to score never shows up anywhere, like if of 100% of the net new clients that come in, nobody mentions the podcast ever, even mm. if you ask flat out about it, maybe go back, take a second look at the podcast from a cost-cutting perspective. Don't kill it. I'm not, again, right? yeah. again, this is a framework that should highlight areas for you to scrutinize. But yeah, if so, you do something in marketing where the purpose is to create and capture demand, and there's no demand created by the initiative, well, question the initiative. Okay, that's buying journey and so forth in place. Are they based on validated hypotheses, right? In case the initiative isn't showing up, in your successes, do check, did we ever, whatever we thought we would do with this, did we ever validate it? Like, did, yeah. did, did we ever check with people whether they wanted this newsletter? So, and if not, that's like a double red flag, right? It's not working and we didn't even really validate it. This might be just a dead duck type of yeah. dead horse. What's the animal you write and whatever? And, and then uh, the last building it last all back two. to the original thing of like you yeah. know outcome oriented oriented coming then, with the strategy and everything is yeah. the fact that you need to base this off of insight because yeah. you can't really come up and say I need to do this without even speaking to your client because or you know looking at the yeah. market. And again, these questions work a little bit in connection, so. If we go in and check and say, oh, this was based about some presumptions we never validated. How could we be so wrong? Well, if you move then up into the next line and ask, did we ever base this on actual client insights? 
And it turns out, no, we didn't. We just did it because the MD wanted us to do it. All right, that's the third red flag, right? Which leads us to the very last bonus question. And we cannot advise you on how to weight the scoring results here, but you should be asking it, which mm -hmm. is, are there any non-marketing reasons for why we're doing this? Again, Linda, for example, brought it up in her events podcast, and she's very right, that sometimes you sponsor a partner event, not because the event is cool, but because you want to invest in the partnership. Okay, that means even if the thing scores very badly on our, on our waste detection framework, you might not be able to touch it because it's there for those reasons and they rule out the other stuff. But I think this is it, folding this back in together. The idea here is that there's probably still some room for savings in your budget. And typically these exist wherever stuff is being done without too sharp and clear an intention and or proper measurement of how well yes. that intention is being kept and, and the objectives are being met. So you can use the framework. I'll, if I feel I have some free time, I'll put it on a slide and we put it in the show notes. Do use it for fun and see if you can save yourself some time and money. I think it also gives you it might not be perfect because we just cooked this up, right? But, uh, or we, well, to be fair, I've done some of the exercises elsewhere. I think we've done, yeah, I don't think it's like, I wouldn't say it's just cooked up. It's stuff that we have thought about, yeah. Yeah, it's, let's put it that way. It might be a bit back of the napkin-ish, just inventing adjectives now. But I do think it's much more objective than just having discussion space or nothing. And it does give you a ground to stand on if you have to go to the business and discuss cutting things and anything else. And I think as we discussed in other episodes already, that you are in a much better position. In fact, you will earn some respect as a marketer if you trigger the discussion. And if you yes. are the first one, if you're proactive about this and say, look, we applied these criteria to some of the stuff we do and we figured we could cut this and that without really hurting results. Are you fine with this? And uh, yeah, then you can mm -hmm. find cash. Give it back to the business. And that's it. You can have a nice weekend. Just kidding. Um, yeah. But I think we're done here, right? I believe we are. So with that, we hope you have a great weekend when you get to it. Exactly. It's going to be a bit longer time until then for me today. I don't know about you, but I have some late night calls on a friday anyhow i'm going to stop the recording thanks for hopping on ash thanks Always all fun. of you for listening and yeah speak uh, really soon speak soon thanks for listening to unbillable hours if you want more tune in next week you know where to find us 